Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have, for Beast May, Beast Persons in May, The Elkman. So, The Elkman is by Adobo2000 on creepasta.wiki. Uh, you can check it out there. Uh, and so yeah, like we said, uh, I think last episode we are going to uh, we're going to lean away from the dogmen of or like the dog folk and move over to the antlered folk um, of Beast Month of uh, Beast Month or Beast May. I guess Beast Month would have been a better name for this thing. Oh, whatever. You'll fix it, post or not. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to tackle the Elkman or a uh, a story about the Elkman. So um, rundown. Uh, this guy named Jack uh, Barnett, uh, 26, uh, he is going, he's being committed to an asylum, uh, after he's committed, uh, I don't know if it actually says he committed a murder or anything, I think it's just like he's committed a crime and is going to an asylum. I mean, I read it so long ago. I know. But, uh... Totally not like half an hour ago. <laughs> if that. Yeah, it says he's, uh, charged with murder and found guilty. Okay, cool. Um... So that's the, like the first paragraph, basically, and then we kind of go into the the story, the narrative. Actually, even says the narrative um, of how we got to that point. Um, he was a professional hunter who was contracted by this David uh, Hack, Shank. or sorry, David. <laughs> yeah, that's his cousin. <laughs> yeah, David Hack Shank. Hack and Shank. Yeah, <laughs> David Shank, um, who's a farmer who's been losing cattle and animals and stuff at that at his farm and. Uh, he suspects the wolf of some kind, and they go. Or he uh, so Jack goes up there and helps them there, or helps them out with it. They go out to the barn that night, uh, investigate the uh, the area. Um, I think they, they they find some deer tracks or something like that in the far like barn. Well, That's I don't think like, they went to the barn. <clears throat> or he tells like in the middle of the. In the middle of the night, they're like out in the field or something because um, David fell asleep on the ground and stuff. Okay, no, that happens. Yeah, so they go to the they go to the far the barn um, with their guns, like with their rifles and stuff like that, and their nine millimeter pistols. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's later in the night when uh, when David falls asleep um, on the ground, and Jack is just waiting there pensively, like he can he, like see or hear something like he starts seeing a figure coming in out of the, of the brush and then I guess he fires his shotgun at it or somebody from behind him shoots the shotgun because we never actually figure, never actually know who exactly fired that shot <laughs> I like that in your description like I guess this happened <laughs> it's, it's kind of the way it's written I know, I know. Um, and uh, he shoots this deer and then he's really like just like taken aback by like how like what he's done and like passes out yeah, like how sick it is yeah. it's not like how sick it's like yeah no like it like sick. yeah like the the wound I guess like it, like all the intestines and like stuff come out of the wound or something as the deer just drops from the shot mm-hmm. and he's I guess sickened by it and fall, faints or passes out um does not wake up with a possible stick in his mouth no, um but him and David uh come to you a little bit later and uh they go up um check out the to- the cornfield and 
they see antlers protruding out there, and then they start walking cl- closer and closer. I thought it was they coming sh- towards them. Was it coming towards them? I thought they walked. Were walking I thought it was it. coming right for them. <laughs> Which means that they're totally allowed to shoot it and or use a flamethrower on it. <laughs> well, the the distance shortens, but yeah. there's no yeah, there's explanation of who's moving it's, in it's, what it's direction. It's almost like a like all these like just like five feet away. The this uh, description, description, description. Four feet away. Description, description, description. Three feet away. Two feet away. One feet away. Click, click, bang. <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, they they, uh, <laughs> they, they, they inch closer. They inch closer and um, and then shoot the thing with both barrels, and they kill a moose. Which really. I guess their guns. They did specifically say that their gun could like uh, blast through some, um, like through like two inches of metal or something like that. Or Why is it weird to imagine? I don't know. I, just, I can't imagine. It. I can't like. It's I, not I, an I can't ima- yeah, but moose are fucking hard to kill. <laughs> like even run, you can hit a car, or hit, hit a moose with a car, and the like, moose walks away. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> like, car is it though? Yeah, the car it drives away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. So they they take out a moose. Out in the cornfield, and it's like, well, job done. That was that was clearly our uh, our uh, perpetrator of all my de- of my dead cattle. So let's go inside and uh, and celebrate. So they go inside. Um, J- Jack needs to take a whiz, so he goes to the bathroom. And as he's taking a pee, he looks out the window, and it's raining now. And the light um, from the uh, the the censored um, uh, motion censored light on the porch, uh, goes off, and he sees this humanoid figure with antlers, um, like, like, stare, standing away, like, stare, uh, like, facing away from him, and it's just like, he can't, can't get his, his, uh, his, he can't take his eyes off of it, and then the, the lights go out, and then they come back on, and it's, like, right there, and it's got, like, pale eyes, and it's, like, this horrible, like, creepy grin, and then light goes off again, light comes back on again, and it's gone. And then he hears. Um, does he hear? It? No, he, no. He just he 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 just walks out of the house, um, goes out to the the barn to uh, the checkout to investigate, or like fall, goes falls, outside and follows his tracks. Follows the tracks, yeah, um, and sees that the uh, the tracks go from uh, human to deer. No, no deer. Right, goes from deer. Like he's following these deer tracks, and they go to from deer humans. to human. Human hands or human hands. feet? Hands. Okay. Um, another hand-standing monster. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or he's just got hands for feet. Yeah. That's like one the, of my notes. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was one of my notes too. Because, um, I'm glad I ruined that. So thing. yeah, thanks. Then he goes <laughs> like he sees that. He's like, "Well, that's really weird." And then he hears a scream from from over at the um, the house. So he runs back out over there, and the creature has um, David's like limp body in his in its hands. Um, and then it just kind of confronts Jack, and Jack just closes his eyes. And then we cut to the next day or so, uh, cops come in and show up, and they find David's body impaled on a tree, uh, with a bunch of, like, um, bunch of holes, like, like, impaled through him and stuff. And, uh, so it's gotta, and there's a shotgun at the the foot of him, so it's gotta be a shotgun blast that hit, that that killed him. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and they find, uh, and so they convict Jack. Uh, of the murder of David, mm-hmm. um, and then 
we get to the biology of the creature, or like a, like a bio thing of the creature, mm-hmm. um, for some reason, of like the name, the origin, like like a bunch of it's missing, but then like a description of the creature, like based off the account, that's kind of contradictory, but I'll get into that in my notes. <laughs> Did you mention how Jack is now insane? Yeah, Jack, like, for, Jack for is the, insane. Uh, yeah. Trial now? Yeah. Uh, and then we get a, a picture that Jack's sister found two years after he was committed to the insane asylum, I guess, like, or in the attic. So I guess it's, like, a, a, a picture that Jack made when he was six, because that says Jack six, uh, mm-hmm. like, on the photo. And it's basically just... Actually, little, it it's says just, Jack AG36. Yeah. So maybe he was 36. Maybe. Um, <laughs> or it's the E's backwards, because yeah. he's a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's a stick man drawing of a little boy holding the hand of a giant antlered man uh, with with angel... Um, over top of the uh, the, the antlered man, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of the end of the story, <laughs> right there. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's just go into grammar Nazisms. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so first off, um, the story starts off rather formal, procedural, like a procedural account, mm-hmm. and in the present tense, uh, almost like it's going to going for like a legal document style, like the account of this person kind of thing. Uh, but as it goes on, it's, uh, it goes into past tense um, mm. and slips a bit more into a suspensive narrative, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if it didn't start, if it didn't start the way it does, mm-hmm. like being kind of like trying to be like a more of a, a tra- like, an, a, like a legal account or like an official mm-hmm. document kind of thing. And then it kind of starts telling the suspenseful story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Always a balance. I always, I find it's always a balancing act when you're trying to do that kind of sort of narrative because you're mm-hmm. trying to be make this believable, but then at the same time you're trying to make it more suspenseful. Also, kind of drags you out of the, the immersion because somebody wouldn't be trying to make a story like a, an account suspenseful, like yeah. or like it should be like you should be able to do that of its own accord, not trying to do it like this one is. It kind of like switches narrative or switches how the story is being written. Um, as it goes on, or just slips into that. Um, and then my my first actual quote uh, is: David Shank's or David Shank offers all the information he has on the attacks. Shank noticed that he would find one of his goats missing, and would spot a cow corpse. So I feel like the information of the attack could have been separated from the rest of the paragraph. Um, you kind of just slip into the information, and it, it for some reason when I read it at least the first time, and I guess now still, um, it rings a little awkward to me. Like, it should have maybe been bullet points, like what happened in the attack. Hmm. Well, you're also looking at it as in you're uh, wanting it to be the factual account, like you started reading it like. Yeah, because that's how well, it kind of started. Point, it's it's, not. <laughs> yeah, it slipped into a different narrative at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, a timestamp date of the events would have been nice. Like, like when these, like, like when these events, like when the, uh, the deaths of the goats, like when he found the goats and stuff of like that, uh, missing and the, um, the, the cow corpse and stuff of like that, like he just noticed them at an indeterminable time that he was missing goats and that he had a couple of cow corpses. Yes. Um, Again, it's yeah, it, because it, it's, it's not a factual. It's no, not like you're but reading it, it a started off like that. Like it, it, 
my expectation was that yeah. because of the way it was written initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next one is, and so they waited near the barnyard. It was 10 o'clock in the evening. David and Jack waited for a good two hours. Shank fell asleep on the cold, moist ground. A rustling sound came from the woods. Um, there's a lot. Of, those, those were basically like, so, and so they waited near the barnyard, period. It was 10 o'clock in the evening, period. David and Jack waited for a good two hours, period. Shank fell asleep on the cold, moist ground, period. And a rustling sound came from the woods, period. It's a lot of short, to the point, um, and even broken up sentences that I initially were, was all right with because of the document style, but it does become awkward, awkward at times. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, some of them were good at punctuating a point in a scene, mm-hmm. like getting, like, just emphasizing something. But when, like, but, an entire paragraph is made out of, like, four-word yeah. sentences. Yeah. That's, yeah. And it's, it's, not just, it's not just that one section, either. It's oh, no, no. It's, the, it's throughout the, the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my issue here was um, uh, David, fell, uh, David and Jack waited for a good two hours, period. Jake fell asleep for, uh, on the cold ground. And then a rustling sound came from the woods. Like, it, there's a, a little bit, like, a lack of, uh, some missing information, I felt, between certain, like, of these, some of these short sentences. Oh, you know, like, assuming what could have been happening. <laughs> yeah. Not now. Oh, okay. Um, Good, I'm rubbing off on you. Or I can have varying opinions on varying different stories. Oh, really? Can you? Can yeah. you? Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We're the at home. We're being idiots. <laughs> I mean, they could probably have told that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. as soon as they started reading, so yeah. or as soon as they started listening. But anyway, um, yeah, just uh, like just sometimes it made it like really kind of clunky the way like it was short, and then also like there's just like gaps between like what's happening in one sentence and then what's happening next. Yes, <laughs> um, and it's like almost like it's trying to again like trying to like tread between document and narrative and like. So it's the document thing. Like I think it's just because it's trying to be jot noty. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just I was just going to mention that. Is it an elk man? Maybe. Okay. You got this right. The mic probably didn't pick that up, but he said that he is feared for his life. <laughs> yes. He said that if he dies, I get his Xbox. Yeah, it's on recording. Yeah. You okay? Oh, okay, cool. How's it going? It's good. good. Cool. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, oh, so, yeah, what I was going to say is, um... Yeah. Um, the information gaps between the story... Yes. yes. Um, because some of the, like, it, it flows normally at some points, and then all of a sudden, it's really short sentences. It's almost like, on those points, uh, there, it was written down in jot notes for, like, okay, I want this paragraph to say these things but it wasn't like put together in a sentence yeah. form it's just kind of like let's just delete all of these uh these um uh <laughs> bullet, bullet form? Bu- bullet yeah delete yeah. all these bullet points yeah and just kind of squish these together and just make, and do... this a, make these like a, a paragraphs yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like this kind of has that awkward clunkiness of like a first draft of like ideas, like, for, and then you have to go in and like in the next draft to fill in gaps and stuff like that for details. And and it's stuff. like randomly through. That's what I don't yeah. understand. It's not like the whole. It's thing. It's like he has like like again. I don't know what the like what the author was thinking. Um, obviously, because I'm not clairvoyant, but 
Since when? To me, I don't know. <laughs> to me, it feels like um, it. It's like because I've had this. I've done this process before, where like I'll jot down a story I came up with, either from a dream or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all, like I'll have like whole. Sometimes, sometimes like whole lines are, are coherent set or like story, like mm-hmm. or a plot. But then some of them are like this, where it's just like bullet point form kind of things. Mm-hmm. But that's and then you go in later and like elaborate more on it and develop the story. But this, yeah, so like it's parts like that. Um, and that's my notes, honestly, for grammar Nazisms. Huh. So, Mikey. Alright, so I have two grammar Nazisms here. Okay. A half-dead bloody deer with a red gut-strewn paste hanging out of its place fell to the ground. I have that in my actual thoughts, I think. (laughs) Because we don't know what its place is? Yes. I was like, wait, place? (laughs) What? Well, you see, it's left to assume (laughs) that place means the gunshot wound. Because where else would there be intestines coming out of? Can you reread that story, that that line? A half-dead, bloody deer with a red, gut-strewn paste hanging out of its place fell to the ground. Okay. Yeah, okay, it doesn't make sense now. But I remember the first time I read it, I was like, where that, what, what, what's its place? Like, I mean, like, where it fell on the ground? Or, like, I just, I could not comprehend that sense. I'm not going to say that's it. written right. Yeah. Because describing the wound as a place is very strange. Yeah. But I at least know what they meant. Yeah, I, I for some reason I like I read it. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> that was literally my note. Is like, "What?" <laughs> I... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that was my thing. I, I reread that. I don't know how many times. I was like, "Yeah, this is just poorly written." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was like, was he the only? Um... Oh no, that's a little bit later. But um, yeah, no, that I, that was just like, what the fuck. <laughs> Alright. Mm. Alright, and then my other grammar Nazism is that uh, he has a sentence at the end of a paragraph that continues into the next paragraph, but without it in the next paragraph, it doesn't it make doesn't any make sense. sense. Okay. So, the beginning of the paragraph is the same as the others, it was written with holes. But yeah. the end of the previous paragraph is, a fresh corpse of a cow. Yeah, that should be done there. Yeah. yeah. Also, is it written with holes? Yeah, actually, I did look, I did look up written. There is a, uh, you can use written for riddled with holes and some of that. Riddle is the better one, I think. Like, or at least the more common one that you can use, but written, it does. I actually looked up at dictionary.com. One of the options to use for written is full of something. It's oh. written with something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a not, it's a very uncommon way, like, use of that word, but it is a use of that word. Most of the time, you're, it's written as in they wrote something. Or, like, <clears throat> if something is, uh, written with disease. Exactly. That's, but that's when right. you're talking about bullet holes, it, it's. It'd be I always think of riddled. Yeah, but yeah, I guess yeah. it works either way. Yeah. So those are my two grammar Nazis that haven't already been touched on. So. Cool. 
Alright. Let's see what I found in the, uh, the hour ago that I read this. <laughs> I'm so prepared. Um, so, right from the get-go, actually, the first line, it kind of bugged me, right from Jump Street. Okay. Um, I, I think it's the same reason that you thought it was going to be... A document. Because it's like, Jack Barnett, age 26, is charged with blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, like, and I appreciate that they're naming the character and giving me an age. Yeah. But they're doing it in a, in a way, like, here's the information back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, like, like again, it's like, really sudden. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's again like I felt I felt like it was going to be like uh, like a, an official document like yes, and then like like David ha- uh, David Shank tw- uh, fifty five or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was going to go into the rest of the story, but it, it just yeah. it kept slipping into this like story like uh, more like informal narrative storytelling like flourish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been nice if it stayed one way or the other. Yeah, folks show. And um, at least the ones I, I caught when I was reading through, there are three sentences that start with and. At least three. I probably missed some. Oh, uh, I actually have a story based on ands and buts. Do we want to do that now since it's a grammar? Yeah. It's my, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, honestly, those are probably going to grammar Just because yeah. apparently are a grammar issue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're we're going to refer to this as a and but story? The and but story? Well, yeah. Or but and story. Well, it's because there's... Two sentences begin with but, and the rest begin with and. So, so but comes first, so it's a but and story. Well, but and is the first instance of using whatever, so and technically came first. Do you want to call it a but and or an and oh. but? <laughs> what do you What do you think, cultist? But it's and. A, it's a but and? Okay. <laughs> it's a but and. <laughs> Are you going to do that? And now. Yeah, might as well. And then. Okay. <laughs> And now, a dramatic reading of a Bud Ann story. And so, they waited near the barnyard. And as a figure appeared out of the forest, a loud bang echoed across the woods. But what he found was far from relaxing. And much to their surprise, they spotted two humongous antlers protruding out of the stalks. And for a moment... They felt safe. But what Jack discovered was that this was not a creature he had seen before, and now it was standing over Jack. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that how the <laughs> tempo was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was like. I, I, the ending especially like captured like the creepiness <laughs> and now standing over Jack mm-hmm. it's like what is it what is it <laughs> yeah. um, I also didn't actually take note I didn't put in my not- notes because uh, I was prepared for to fight you on it <laughs> you brought it up. but uh, did you uh, did, how how did you find the fact that they used like he uses like, like it is going to come for me like like you referring to the creature as an it. Like I thought it would, I thought it worked because in this because, I, I like yeah we see that's a humanoid human like body and stuff like that but we don't find any of its genitalia or anything like that so, and again like in horror movies and like so when you refer to a monster it's usually like somebody like they will refer to the monster as an it. But I also have an it story. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I will fight you on this. Okay. <laughs> And now, for another dramatic reading of an It story. 
come down a bit. That's so good. <laughs> You're aiming this up. It better be good. <clears throat> well, the previous one was so good. This one, not as good. This is going to be put in the nitpick note. Okay, thank <clears throat> you. Probably the top shelf. <laughs> its proprietor, David Schenk, has hired Jack to find and kill what he thinks is attacking his livestock. It was around five o'clock when Jack began investigating. It was too late to investigate further. It was ten o'clock in the evening. It was around three o'clock in the morning, and this living nightmare had just begun. Then it disappeared due to the absence of lightning. Then Jack saw its body. Its skin was a pale shade of gray. Its figure was unnerving. Its feet were hidden in the ground, if it had feet. It was not just staring. It looked into him. Whether it was out of fear or awe, he stared. Its smile was most unnerving. It smiled in a way that looked wrong as if its jaws were too small to hold its terrifying grin. Same as the others, it was ridden with holes. It was 4 a.m. In its hand was a familiar object. It contorted its back and hunched. It bent its arms in strange ways, causing Shank to be flung around freely. It smiled, the smile that only it could make. It was a piece of skin wrapped in clothing. Okay, <laughs> so... So Jack is insane now, and he's just seeing the what this ending, is. The ending ties to because like actually ties the It story together. Because it's like, it is a piece of cloth. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, like, a lot of those It's were had yeah. context to them so it all the monster it's one even the, even the time period the, like, the time when I just imagined yeah. was like, I just imagined Jack <laughs> sitting here it's like it's 5 o'clock p.m. it's 8 o'clock p.m. <laughs> and he's just sitting there doing absolutely nothing for this entire time yeah, when he was at home Gamer was literally just like staring away from me and then just turning his head whenever he'd speak yeah. <laughs> and, and then back. like as soon as it mentions like um like it was a nightmare yeah. and then it's like um, but it wasn't anymore once the, uh, the, the, the nightmare was gone once the, the, the lightning wasn't there. It's like, oh yeah, right, there's no lightning, so it's not that bad. Yeah. Then the monster shows up, and now it's also riddled with holes. That's another thing. And, but uh, it was just a... But it is also 4AM, that's its name. So yeah. it has a name tag on it. Like, Hello, my name is 4AM. Yes. Also, it throws shanks everywhere. Yeah. It's just throwing knives, like improvised oh, knives God. all over the place. Jesus. Yeah. Well, uh, I like how we just made like a, a more, the more creepy monster than just like, uh, I mean, the creature itself is creepy in the story, but like, I like how we made it more threatening. <laughs> yeah. Shanks everywhere. Yeah. yeah. With the radial shank attacks. Well, the, when, when I read the ending, I saw more of it throwing Shank around, and then Shank is the piece of skin wrapped in clothing. So uh-huh. it's actually Shank is the monster, and he's taken off. Oh. Wait. What a revelation! Wait. <laughs> what? Shank is the monster? Wait, no, he, he does. Shank is the monster all along. 
that's not how that actually is, is it? I, no. I, okay, I didn't think so. She's like, wait, what? Because I'll, I'll get into my I'll get into my later notes about the bio piece. Could be about the bio piece because there's a my god. <laughs> yeah, I'll get into it when I get to my bio thing because like I have some issues with the story in terms of like. That's pretty good. Properly detailing the creature. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, Why are you looking at your notes? Yeah, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, that it story was kind of better than the uh, the Badan story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mainly because it just had sillier visuals. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. I could take that off the top of the nitpick note. That's, uh, that's maybe put it on the, on the first shelf. That's about it. Yeah, you put it at eye level. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still in the nook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. We'll, we'll switch out the uh, the and story. We'll go up to the top. <laughs> and the and story goes to the sure, yeah, sure. Nothing will ever meet the. Nothing will ever take the place of the original it story. Well, it came in full force. Honestly, this one's almost as good. I don't think so. Okay, well, it's like the, the original one is actually at, at eye level. It's like presented there, and that the other one is at eye level. It's, it's like a this little one, bit this below one's at eye level, but it's like off to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on the same level, though. Yeah. But it's still the milk. Yes, of course. So, moving on. Um, so, when uh, Jack is sitting in the woods with his shotgun, yeah. um, like the first time, mm-hmm. nothing's really happening. And so, he's sitting there in the woods for hours, and then, all of a sudden, it says, like, he inches his finger toward the trigger. Meanwhile, there's nothing happening. He's just sitting there, he's like, oh... <laughs> my spidey sense is tingling. Yeah, that is literally my next... That's going to be my first actual thought. And then right after that... Wait, why is that even here? That's not... That's not... That shouldn't what? be under Nazis. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's okay. I stole a little bit of thunder. But yeah, um, it, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Because immediately after that, it says why. Do we, well, should I get into that part right now? Like, since we're since we're at that yeah, point? Yeah, might as well. Okay. I only got one more. After. So, like, the quote is, like... The proper quote is, He trembled, he was sweating like a pig... His forefinger inched toward the trigger of the, his shotgun, and as a figure appeared out of the forest, a loud bang echoed across the woods. A ringing sound in Jack's ear prevented him from concentrating. His head spun and his eyes wandered, searching for, some, for something to make him relax. But what he found was far from relaxing. A half-dead, bloody deer with red, gut-strewn paste hanging out of its place fell to the ground. So, and before this... You're going to read the whole story? No, no, no. And before this, we did find out that Jack was a professional hunter. He doesn't act like a professional hunter at all in the story. Um, Also, was he the one who shot the... who who fired the the gun? It sounded like someone, like maybe David, but except we... we He was sleeping. Yeah, we confirmed that he is asleep, like, like, shortly after... Behind him fired the shot, and that's why he had the ringing in his ears and stuff like that, and that's why he's looking around. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just... I, it it does. That's one of my notes too. Is just it doesn't say whether he pulled the trigger or where that loud just that blast. He was inching came toward from. it. Then a bang happened. Yeah, and then it's ringing in his ears. Well, I mean, I know bang, like a shotgun is pretty loud, so maybe that's why it's like ringing in his ear. Because he's clearly not a professional hunter. He might not have any ear protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he says he's a professional, yeah, even hunter. though he is supposed to be a professional he's a poser. hunter, yeah, basically yeah. He's a poser hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Yeah, that was my my big issue with that was just like, like great job there, David, for uh, hiring on a prof- uh, uh, the local professional. Yep. 
And then he like and like shortly after like even like like he was looking for something to relax himself and then he saw the dead half dead deer like falling to the ground and he passed out. I was like <laughs> You're a hunter, dude. Like this cannot be your first uh your your first, first goat rodeo or first road yeah, rodeo. Yeah. Like I mean it could be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right now. I have something else to say with that, but it's related to something else I have to mention first. Okay. Um, Wait, any more grammar Nazism? Um, yeah. Uh, the last one is actually near the end. Uh, when the elk is confronting Jack, it says um, that the elk towered over him. Yeah. And then, like, either the next sentence or the sentence after that, it says the elk stood over him. So it's kind of saying the same thing twice, even yeah. though he's still doing it. Like... In fact, the, it's like I'm sitting here on the couch reviewing a creepypasta. I'm also chilling on this couch. leather seating thing, speaking into a mic. Yeah, how about <laughs> spooky stories? Yeah. Online. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it's like yeah, just, it's unnecessarily doubling down. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's it. So on to notes. Cool. So I just mentioned my thing earlier with that. Um, yeah, basically, like the, cre- the 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 deer twisted and jerked. Barnett passed out beside David, who surprisingly remained asleep even after the gunshot. What? Why? I see David hired the, the best and brightest he could find. <laughs> uh, that's your that's your problem with that. That was my problem with that. That he's an he idiot. Just, just not the fact that he just the guy it. that was laying on the ground <laughs> sleeping didn't wake up to a gunshot that was apparently caused. Re- yeah, yeah, no, that directly too. beside him. Yeah, uh, apparently he had earplugs in. Okay, they don't actually hide all sound around you. Unless he specifically took other headphones, like huge ones, and like plugged in his iPhone into them. Yeah. And just well, like put be... on music to go to sleep to. Well there might be noise canceling headphones. You don't go hunting not being able to hear. Yeah. That's kind but of But he wanted to sleep. No. <laughs> I'm, fighting, I'm, fighting, I'm, I'm putting my foot on the ground My hoof on the ground uh-huh. You mean yeah. your hand on the ground? Yes Does it say hand? Because I, yes. I thought yeah. for sure it said feet And that was more terrifying to me. He's like, oh god, it's got like he's got deer legs With with a human foot at the end of it Instead of a hoof, that's creepy as shit no, but He's transforming Yeah, I know, but like uh, like when I first pictured it like I'll get into it like in a second Because I have that in my notes All right. Um, and then my next thing is Uh so when he come when when David comes to, uh, he placed his hand on David Shank's on David Shank's shoulder. Wow, <laughs> that's like a woodchuck's uh, uh, tongue, tongue twister there. Uh, he placed his hand on David Shank's shoulder, shaking him lightly. The pair went over to the cornfield. Okay, first off, he woke him up by gently, yeah, lightly, <laughs> lightly shaking his shoulder. <laughs> But a um, shotgun blast does yeah. not wake him up. Yeah, and, and secondly, my my instinct when I read this is like I, I really half expected David to just be dead at this point. Like like while he was while while Jeff was or well not Jeff, while Jack was passed out, David had been killed. And that's why he was like, Oh, he's just sleeping. No, and turn him over. <gasps> he's been impaled multiple times. Um, he's but been no. shanked. But yeah, no, um, like apparently that didn't happen yet anyway. Um, and then uh, the sound of that shout never reached Shank's ears, though. The noise of heavy rain filled the corridors and rooms of the house. What? 
This is the first time we're hearing about rain yep. in the story. <laughs> and it's raining indoors. I don't <laughs> think so. They never mention rain in the rest of the story, in, in the story prior to this. Did they not? It's no. just, yeah, there's no, there's no details about the, the atmospheric conditions at night. Is this the same scene where it's like, there's no thunder, so it's not that bad or whatever? Yeah, no. Well, the it, nightmare's it, over because there's no thunder. Yeah, whatever. yeah, that's the same area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Like they're out in the cornfield, and they don't describe the rain or anything. Like that. They're out in the bar- near the barnyard. And it they did never- say cold, wet ground. Yes, but the ground they, is wet. That doesn't mean it's raining. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly just assume that it's just well, it's nighttime. Of course, it's gonna be cold and damp, dewy, or yeah, exactly, quite cold and moist. Um, and then <laughs> here's my problem. Here's something that comes up far too often in love in. Not just creep bosses, but like newer Lovecraft story or Lovecraftian stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he saw next was indescribable. A pair of antlers entered Jack's peripheral vision. So it's describable. Look, I love Lovecraftian. <laughs> I love I love the old st- Lovecraftian started tropes of like it's indescribable or antediluvian and oh give us like his use of like flourishy words and some of that back in the day. But they're overused, especially nowadays. And it's a bit of a cop-out, especially now in the modern period. But Well, it's an oxymoron now, too. You're saying it's undescribable. Exactly. And more so for this story, you just described the thing, at least partially. Quite accurately. Yeah, like, like, based off that first sentence, it's indescribable. A pair of antlers showed up, I was like, so you partially described what was there. And then we go in later, right now... A head with antlers. A human head with antlers. <laughs> then Jack saw its body. The, fu- the figure harbored a human-like features. Yet, at the same time, it looked intriguing. And then my comment to that was, in- intriguing is a word I <coughs> might not use for that. You wouldn't be intrigued? <laughs> this like, guy, what are you? This guy went from terrifying and nervous out in the cornfield to awestruck by this elk man's physique. Well, no, I took it as more along the lines of, like, yes, he's in fear right now, but he's, in the back of his mind, he's also like, what are you? Yeah. Like, I just poop myself, but what are you? (laughs) But, like, intrigued, like, like, alone, intrigued is not the word I would use. Like, maybe add something, like, he was, like, um, uh, like, uh, like, 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 what would be a better word? He was, go ahead, like, find it. Nervously intrigued, or, like... Sh- like shakingly intrigued, like I can't, so, I can't help notice you keep using intrigued. No, no, intrigued. I said, like, like I fucking said a minute ago, intrigued is not the word, is not the word I'd use alone in that. Uh, uh. Um, I might add something onto that to make it so it's not just you were intrigued. Like, because something it, like for me when I read that, it was like he went from being terrified to sh- a, a star sh- starstruck. Yeah. Oh, his physique. <laughs> it's just like I don't know why. It just keeps going back to his physique. Yeah. Um, specific part of his physique. <laughs> yeah. The antlers. Yes. <laughs> Damn antlers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the next thing I have is uh, the legs. Jack had seen legs like these before, except that they were attached to the body of a deer. These legs were very long and slender. Its feet were hidden in the ground, if it had feet. And my, my note on that is, you know, I think that being that would be unnerving, or at least really weird to look at, if it had deer legs 
with human feet. Also, honestly, when it described the deer legs, I also would have expected it to have deer hooves, so you really didn't get the last bit. Hmm? It does. No, it does, but the way it's described is like... It's you like, can't it, see it, them. Can't, yeah, because like, if it had just feet, kind of go straight... Had, yeah. No, I, I, get, I get that, but it's just like the way it's like, so wait, is it like, is its feet like under the mud? <laughs> and yeah, it like, could be, but from the angle, he couldn't tell. Yeah. I don't know, it just feel weird, like, it's like, if it had feet. And I was like, okay, first off, does it have human feet? Or, like, why is that there? Like, it just kind of helps to confuse me as a reader, me particularly as a reader uh, for the story, so. Yeah, I assumed it's just because they're hooves, so. Oh, yeah, no. Like, the legs I, just immediately go down, they don't go out, so yeah. it's not clearly able to see yeah, no, what's and going on. I, I picked that up yeah. afterward, but, like, the fir- my first instant, for some reason, was just like, Oh, it's not it's human feet, but the rest of its legs are deer. It's crazy. So, because he has deer legs, are they, like, furred like a deer? So he's got, like, like a, a satyr, satyr situation thing? going on? Or is he all gray? That's another question. Like, it doesn't really... It's not really described that. Like, I mean, we have a shitload of other details. Yeah. Undescribable descriptions. Undescribable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, it doesn't have a... I don't like, know if they're shaped like deers, or if they're literally deer. I, it could be taken either way, um... Like that, it has its legs are no. Like it would have to be fur because otherwise, like how, how, why else would you describe it? like I've seen them before? They're like, but they belong to a deer, not a human. Like I don't know, it's just odd. Again, I, I will concede this one in this story that a little bit more details for the creature could have been used, mm-hmm. or if it's undescribable, make it undescribable. Yeah, don't make it like I can't even describe this thing. <laughs> so here, let me describe every yeah, single but little again, thing. Like, about okay, it. so again, like I love using, I love, like I liked, I like, I love like Lovecraftian stories and their little tropes and stuff like that. Like the, I can't describe it. Let me describe the creature, the tentacular monstrosity before. So it's describable because it's a tentacular beast. Um, and, like, I get, like, the original concept was that, like, it's indescribable in that I've never seen something like it before. Um, it's just, or it's just an amalgam it's of, like, random, like, blobby, like, forms and stuff like that. That's indescribable. A better word would but, be, like, incomprehensible. Yeah, in, yeah. Like, I can't fully grasp what I'm seeing right now. But All this I, is like, what I can, it is. I can make, like, what I can see is, like, tentacles or, like, things like that. But, like, a lot of times nowadays when people use that, like, uh, it just comes off as a cop-up because, like... Or like just as kind of like a, like a bad trope, because they're like, oh, it's indescribable. Let me describe. It's like, okay, you really should have just gotten rid of that line. Yes, because like, it is describable. Hence why yeah. we've been mentioning this repeatedly. Yeah, banging that around. Yeah, just <clears throat> kicking that dead elk man in the, <laughs> or that dead cow carcass in the. <laughs> yeah, in um, the place is that what it was? Yeah, in the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my next thing. Um, Darkness, then light again. Jack froze. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as you started, they're like, darkness, imprisoning me. I'll be like, see, horror. Nice. Uh, okay. Darkness, then light again. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. I did it again. It's... <laughs> Sorry. It's just the way that you said it, like with the accent. Go ahead. Darkness, then light again. Jack froze. The thing was now looking into Jack. It was not just look staring, it looked into him. Jack was frozen. He didn't stop staring back. It was love at first sight. <laughs> just, again, silliness aside, um, this would be actually a really creepy moment to happen <laughs> if a familiar, if a very familiar creepy moment, like in stories, like where like the light goes off, the monster, uh, monster's yeah. gone. Or like, 
but like goes on the monsters not there. Like yeah, goes on the monsters there. Yeah, exactly. Same. They teleports in front of you and he rolls in an X-ray so he can look inside you. It's like let's see. <laughs> yeah, as you said, looking uh, into him. Yeah. Well, like gazing into his soul. Or he's just a doctor and he's yeah. just checking to see if he's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and it could be a love story because he was intrigued. Yes, he was mm-hmm. by his physique. And, and they, they apparently know each other <laughs> from beforehand, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. I started to question you, Galt. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, here we go. Okay. So, um, yeah, here's the part with the deer tracks from earlier that got me confused because I... Yeah. Okay. So, he was now looking at the deer tracks, and he followed them into the forest. What he found was shocking. The deer tracks morphed. In quotes, track by track, the the hooves became hands, human hands imprinted on soil. What? You just described this humanoid thing, and now it's transforming in, from deer to human. Does it, as as it goes deeper into the woods, what? That's your problem? <laughs> yeah, but like the, the creature isn't not is isn't descri- indescribable. It's just contrarily describable. <laughs> Like they they keep like for me like this this creature like is always like like we when we first encounter it it's already half human half deer creature or half mm-hmm. elk creature and then as he follows the tracks into the woods it goes from deer hooves mm-hmm. to human hands and stuff like that the so rest of it could my, be my, morphing my issue, into other weird yeah, so shit my, too my, though well, yeah it just it just comes like it's just weird like why is it like you th- I, I would think that the ho- it would start going from from deer to human hands as it was coming out of the woods, not going deeper into the woods. Well, it's an undescribable yeah. monster <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could have any ability yeah. that it wants. I don't know. Just and it's also like a werewolf turning back into a human. It can be walking any direction, and it's going to happen. Okay, so like again, the, that issue then, if it's walking away from, like from the cabin or from the from the house. And going into the woods, that, like that's where he follows it. Then it's so its feet are hands. Yes. <laughs> when it transforms for, uh, from a deer from its deer legs to its human legs. Yes. But also, again, this yeah. is some weird creature that we don't understand. So for all we know, it could just be walking around with its head up here and its legs down here, and then it could just go and just switch around at will. Go, I mean, that is that is also true, and uh, like it's just it threw me off because like we were already, we were given. One set of, of this of this creature, and then we're given a completely different thing for this creature. It's just like to me, it contradicted a little too much. It's not completely different. I understand. I don't know. I found it contradictory. I found it undescribable. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess in that in that case, the indescribable term, like the trope, is accurate for the story. Because no, because you can describe all, this all you want because you see everything. You can't comprehend it. Yeah, so it should be incomprehensible because yes. I can't comprehend. Yes. Like what? But yes. yeah, they, they use the wrong uh, the wrong Lovecraftian term. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, were you going to say anything extra about that? Because that was something you guys had an issue with. Uh, or did I bring up when I said that its hands are apparently its feet, or it has yeah. hands for feet? Yep, that, that's pretty much my note. So it's like that girl from Aeon Flux who has hands for feet. Or it's the dogman hobos. Yeah, or the dogman hobos, where they're trying to hide their the fact that they're they have dog who or they have dog hooves. They had they had uh, deer hooves. Yeah. Okay. Right. So moving on. Um, 
Uh, Jack nearly vomited. He leans in closer. So this section, and this is just, that's just one line. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jack nearly vomited. He leans in closer. This section of the of the story, like this, the, the paragraphs around this line, um, are riddled with lot with sentences like this, where the tense is an issue. Like it's it's the changes between past and present tense. I just okay. don't understand his thought process because he's like, I gotta barf. It's it's like if I had a barf right now, instead of me finding like a bucket or something, I'm like. Like the cube against yeah. the wall, so it like splashes back well, in the face. I think, I think in context that like he's in the bathroom and like, oh no, no, I don't know where that is. But like the sentence, like the paragraphs around this have like kind of they switch between like like past tense like words and present mm-hmm. tense in the next one. So like that's what I was getting at with that line um, mm-hmm. as an example, anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess that should have sorry that should have gone to grammar Nazisms. It's okay. I had a grammar Nazism that should have been in notes, and now we're even. Cool. Um, D.C. police find Shank's body impaled on a tree full of holes. A shotgun was placed near his tree. Sound evidence form of a murder. Um, what, was there buckshot in the holes? <laughs> like, not to, not to step on your toes there, cops, but, uh, did, did you check to make sure that they were, those were actually bullet holes or antler holes kind of thing? Because that's what I, I kind of got the impression of, is that the injuries that this yeah. creature was inflicting on, on the creature, on the animals and some of that was its antlers impaling things. But yes, he just, yeah. like, and I, I could see it, like, trying, but, like, yeah, like, yeah. Also, um, antler wounds would look completely different from... Buckshot wounds. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But it just says, like, it's riddled, like, his, impaled on a tree full of holes. So, and there's a shotgun at the bottom, so it's like, oh, that's sound evidence. Clearly, it was a shotgun. Hey, yeah. What year does this take place in? 1992. There's no excuse, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the next one is right after it. Uh, the body is ridden with holes, but it did not turn out to be a body. It was a piece of skin wrapped in clothing. What? And again, this goes back to the part where you guys said, like, yeah, yeah, where yeah. he was actually, like, he might have actually been the monster itself, which yeah. I'm also kind of confused about because the Elkman is holding his body like a ragdoll. Like, maybe just yeah. his skin. Oh, yeah. maybe. But, what? <laughs> um, so he literally, the Elkman in costume, or maybe not even in costume at the time, He's just chilling inside the house on the phone, like this giant monster holding a phone up to his head, yeah. speaking in human, calling this guy in to help him with a problem. Meanwhile, he's literally just ordering takeout. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my initial thought on this was, stop contradicting yourself, story. Especially here. You were good. You were in the clear. Did you add the last part just to be confusing? <laughs> like, But then, now that I'm thinking about it, like, no, it's just to stake, uh, like a point of that the story needs to make, kind of maybe make that a little bit more like if you're gonna if it's going to be either it's uh, the elk man apparently ripped off a chunk of his skin and impaled it on a thing or something like that um and like brought him deeper into the woods or he is the uh, david was the elk man all along and you need to add a little bit more details about that in the story like as clues or like or make that more clear because i did not see it that way until we brought it up until you guys brought it up Mm -hmm. i kind of just i just was like at this point, I was just so confused by, like, that last description. Yeah. I was like, what? Then, like, he it's a body they found impaled on a thing full of holes. And the shotgun, oh, that's it. But wait, it wasn't a body. It was actually just a piece of skin. And and it says like, it's a piece of skin. Yeah. So how could, did it get it from a body like, from that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of my notes. It's like, how can you... 
Yeah. If it's a piece of skin wrapped in clothing, how can you mistake that for a body? Yes. It's um, just kind of the another trope situation of just idiotic police in stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bumbling bumbling cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then the next one is the only thing he said throughout the duration of the trial was He's going to come for you, all of you, one by one. Then he'll take me, the Elk Man. To which I said, title drop and credits. <laughs> this is like recorded that he said this during the uh, yeah yeah during the trial. Yeah. But yeah, um, and then my next thing. Oh, yeah, I still got a bunch. So this is now I'm going from away from the from narration to the bio, biological information and origins. Do we want to go into that, or do you guys have anything more for the narration so, uh, section? All right. So, from my notes, the very beginning, they think it's a wolf. Yeah. And yet, the carcasses seem to be riddled with holes, about ten of them. These were deep, gaping holes, unlike any that would have been left by a wolf's teeth. Yeah. Like... (laughs) (sighs) Ten holes. How do you think? Like, how do you get that from? Like, like, oh, they they most certainly can't be wolf teeth. Then why are you thinking it's a wolf? Yeah, yeah. So they're like, yeah, it's a wolf, but it's not a wolf. And it's just like, man, this guy really isn't a hunter. We just can't <laughs> tell what left those marks. Really, no. <laughs> was it Jack that said? I think actually that might have been David. Or was it? Yeah, it was David. Which he's a farmer, though. So <laughs> like. Or an indescribable horror. Mm-hmm. No, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> like a, a revelation that he's actually the elk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, or he's a were-elk, because he doesn't know he's a... I got the impression that like, if that's the case, that he doesn't know he's an elk. Why not? Because why else would he bring somebody out there to... Take out. I oh, literally I said that before. But so he, he can kill him and eat him. But he doesn't eat him or kill him. But and he has the he has ample opportunity to do so at the end of the story. <laughs> like he's literally towering over him or standing over him, and he just smiles at him. And then the guy just closes his eyes. And then he and then the next thing we know is he's being charged for the murder of David Shank. Okay, maybe not take out. <laughs> then maybe previously because they they've known each other because of the art. They want to hang out. No. At one point, um, uh, Jack, no, yeah, Jack dared the elk man to ruin his life. Oh my god. <laughs> David motherfucking Shake. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Damn. You're welcome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you shake your head disapprovingly. <laughs> Just disapproving at the wolf thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright. So uh then I have a, a section where uh they're out in the field and they've seen I believe the elk horns at this point. Or the horn of the moose, not the elk. Well it doesn't say it's a moose. Yeah, they say they drop. Yeah, it's a moose that they killed. After they shoot it, after they shoot it, nothing. They continue on in the cornfield. Yeah, in the cornfield, it's a moose. Yeah. They shoot something. They shoot something. It's a moose. It says in the story. No, it doesn't. 
Yes, it does. Nope. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure it does. Ah, better him than us, said Shank, who managed to smile at the dead moose's carcass. Ha! Ah! <laughs> yep. The dead moose's carcass. No, there's only one, so. Yeah. Also, that's not. <laughs> is, is it. Mises. Yeah. It literally is. Anyway. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's you don't believe me? No. <laughs> That's probably right. why. It's because I'm fucking with you. Yes. Anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We win. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before the, the dead moose. Mises. Uh, oh, sorry. There's one. There's one. Yes. Uh, he's building tension yeah. and whatnot with the five feet away, four feet away, two feet away, all that. And it's like, that, that's actually really close, and you have shotguns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a moose live dangerous. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I get worried when I see a moose, like, 20 feet away walking across the road. This is also car. in a cornfield where he can't directly see him. Yeah. All he sees is antlers. So maybe he's like, okay, I'll just wait till he's like within murder range of me to murder him back. <laughs> yeah. To make also, sure. Again, moose are really like, like they're really hard to fucking kill. In, like for when they when people go hunting, they have to, they are super cautious and stuff like that because yeah. moose are almost as terrifying as a grizzly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Almost as terrified. Almost as terrifying uh, as a grizzly. Yes. Like, there's a reason also people why people don't. Um, don't generally drive in Newfoundland at night because of fog and moose. Moose attacks, yeah. Yeah. Well, not just, not, not moose attacks, but like moose on the road, they will total a car. Yeah. And then walk away most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> away from the explosion. Yeah. While putting on sunglasses. They've yeah. been known to do that. Yeah. I saw that on uh, National Ge- Geographic at one point. Yeah. It's an odd phenomenon. I couldn't really explain it. It was undescribable. <laughs> <laughs> just kicking that dead moose in the in the, in the, in the place. Yeah, in the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so those are the uh Your thoughts? Yeah, well well that's already been covered. So. Yeah. Well yeah. Then. it's just the being so far away. Yeah. When it's really, really, really close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like five feet is not a good place to be with your... We also don't know how quickly the moose is... Is aware of them? Yeah. Yeah. Because it does say, like, there's sounds I, of hoofs. Yeah. Like so he is walking around, but it sounds like they're moving towards it That's as well. what I got. That, that was the impression I got. So oh, it's like, man. he's, like, randomly walking around in place and, like... Yeah. Yeah. Is it on to a gamer? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, um, my first note is I noticed this a couple of times that I stopped uh, taking note of it happening. I should have continued. Um, but I found it odd that David Shank is specifically referred to as David Shank pretty much the entire time. Yeah. Like, there might have been one instance where they just call him David, and there's one instance where... Um, it's just referred to as Shank, but it's but then, weird that his full name is said so much. Especially since Jack is like m- mentioned multiple times as Jack or Barnett, like oh, like one or the other. Yeah, compared to David Shank. Yeah, like he's using his like proper name because yeah. he's his, his full name. He's his employer. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then again, like Jack isn't telling the story. Yeah, it's, it's just it's basically yeah, it's being transcribed 
some. I have, I have a note later, like actually it goes into the uh, into that biological information origin stuff. Okay, about, fair. regarding that, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, with the whole riddled with holes situation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys immediately saw that as uh, Mies attacks, right? Yeah. Well, as antler attacks. Yeah. Yes. Um, because of just the way I think, when I saw riddled with holes, I assumed projectiles, right? Yeah. So, oh, so um, you're one of those cops who's like, oh, he's got tons of holes, and there's a shotgun down there. No, no. <laughs> like, this is before any... Uh, the yeah. cops show up and everything. So, when he's talking about, like, there's... Um, Bullet hole, like, ten, well, ten, ten holes in, in the cow carcass and stuff? Yeah, so, like, the first thing I thought of... And this is after he says, oh, it's probably a wolf, but look at those weird... Uh, holes. Weird holes in the carcass. That's weird. So, the first thing I thought is, like, so it's a wolf. That's been established already. At least that's what they think. But yeah. now it's a wolf with a freaking laser attached to its head. <laughs> ten, to- ten shot burst. Yeah. Laser accurate. Yeah. yeah. What? You were going to say something like it. Or. Oh, yeah. Dog they're tentacle holes. Like or- Slender Man. So Elk Man or- is like Slender Man. And he's got tentacles that go pew and jab you. Or it would have been described. It's like a wolf-like displacer beast. Only if he used them. But he, he never uses them in the story. Yeah, he doesn't use them on screen. Yeah. Or it's a. I, I'm going to take both your ideas. It's a wolf-like displacer beast because displacer beasts have that those creepy tentacles on their backs and it's like just the North Star is like. <laughs> well, they do like an E Honda, yeah, like rapid fire palm strike, yeah, nice. but with, te- with like tentacles. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So really, there's a there's a monster on the loose still. Yeah, and the elk man's just a, a re- just happened to be walking by. Yep. Oh, just hey, this is my story. Oh, it's my buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, a bunny horror. <laughs> oh my god, we got a bunny horror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. It does say at one point he's looking in in. Into him, yeah. So he could be specifically using his magic, be like, oh, "Hey, buddy, I haven't seen you in a while. Are you okay? Let me check." Yeah, you're looking okay. Yeah, yeah. Your physiology is like oh, you got nothing, no, no issues or anything. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's Doctor Oak, man. Yeah, he works for the SMTF. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No. Thank you, Paul. This. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Let the silliness, the silly must flow. <laughs> Uh, remember when the show used to be a spooky show? No. <laughs> That's since you guys came on. You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. It's like remember we used to have like serious conversations about 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 these horror these these creepypasta stories. We're also having serious. Conversations. I know. I know. We are just mixed in along with the silly <laughs> floundering amongst the sea of silly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes them stand out. I know. It's fair. All right. Um. So my next note is just the way that the exposition or during the start is kind of oh going straight in from silly to yeah, no, I to normalness. Um, the way that the exposition is said early on is kind of weird because it starts with a little bit of exposition and then it says that they go to the barn yeah and then there's more exposition but like it's almost that- later in a situation where it's like I arrived at the barn and we sat down at the table he gave me a tea and we started talking about everything and he briefed me on the situation. I actually, I, I didn't bring it up, but I, uh, there's, a, there's like two quotes or something that I took out of my notes, because it was just kind of like borderline, like super stupid silly when I first read it. When I, uh, it was like, he was talking about like the hooves that came into the, uh, 
or that were coming through, like he noticed a bunch of who's around the barn and some of that. And the next one was an it story where it's like, and it was like, uh, or uh, it came through the um, through the the hallway down into the uh, the kitchen to get uh, to have some tea. And I was like, the deer? <laughs> no, the footprints specifically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all just kind of moved around on the ground. Yeah, and I was just like, oh no, it was they. That's what it was. It started off with. So it was like they, and at that point, like it, was, it just came off of that, like the, them talking about the deer prints in the farm. That would mean yeah. all the deer prints just suddenly appeared. just slide. No, they don't appear. They slide through the mud, like healing the the ground behind That's them. That's horrifying. <laughs> like I don't. I think I. I think I'd lose some sand from seeing footprints move, like moving that way yeah. and like changing the environment like that. Jesus. Maybe messed up. But, um, like, that's some, like, uh, what's that, that new, um, Hideo Kojima uh, game that's coming out that's, like, about the invisible, has, like, has a bunch of invisible handprints and stuff of that in mud and oh, like that. And it's just, like, they just move, like, and they shift weirdly, too, and, like, there's invisible creatures, like, half incorporeal things, too, like, but, yeah, it's, like, that kind of thing where, like, there's just handprints everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, that's terrifying. But, anyway, back to the story and your, your, your comment. Yes, um, I've said it, so on to my next comment. Cool. <laughs> All right, um, the next one is in regards to him um, starting his investigation at 5. So, okay. he gets there at 5 p.m. Yes. It's, it first it says 5 o'clock, so I'm like, okay, maybe he's starting early. He's wanting to get a lot of investigation time at now. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Good, it's 5 p.m. and it's nearly dark, so you won't be able to see anything. Yeah. That's great. I'm happy we're establishing that. Yeah. yeah. And then not long later, it was too late to investigate for it. Yeah, because he got there at fucking <laughs> yeah. five. <laughs> now, maybe he had, like, another job, but, like, it's not really mentioned, and it's just a suit. should have arrived another day. Yeah, basically. Because, like, in his mindset, he is there to find a wolf. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> why would you start close to nighttime? <laughs> right. Like, at least to, when, you're invest- when you're trying to, like, get... When you need, like, precious light to... Tr- see the tracks and like the evidence yeah and stuff track it back to its den and yeah. all that such stuff so and speaking of what was the actual plan so it seems like they get there at mm-hmm. five yeah. yeah and then they just get shotguns go out in the bush and just wait until they see something and shoot it that's yeah. their entire plan yeah. basically that, that's how hunting typically works although when you're they're just shooting every random animal they see though yeah <laughs> they literally are but yeah. The, the problem is, it's hunting versus tracking, so they don't actually track anything to find yeah, they just it. They wait. just sort of do the basic hunting. It's like, yep, we're going to sit here and not make noise until it something shows to... us. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I wonder but, if, like, I feel like this is them on day two, and um, David Shank, he has, like, terrible short-term memory. So he wakes up that morning, and he sees a cow riddled with holes. He's like, shit, what happened? And they both have t- terrible short-term memory. So he calls J- Jack over. It's like, oh, shit, what happened? Meanwhile, the day before, they shot that. <laughs> <laughs> From just hiding there and shooting every animal they see. Yeah, or, or David just did, and then he called Jack over. Yeah. Thinking that, like, something ha- had happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I really feel like, they, like maybe he should have, like, ex- looked for somebody who's actually a tracker, not just a hunter. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. They do, but, like, obviously Jack is not, like, he says he's a professional hunter, but, come on. His his behavior in this? I don't think so. The character is, I guess, it's just possibly the author doesn't know the best way to describe actual hunting methods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it just seems like if, if he was a professional hunter, he wouldn't be so freaked out at, at a dead deer. 
True. Or like, yeah, and pass out from like, yeah, you, you killed a deer. Oh no! Oh no! I shot it in the place. I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah, like oh, the place. <laughs> yeah. No. He he said he shot it in the place. Yeah, yeah, the place. That place right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I know where you're going. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Okay, fine. Um, so moving on to, um, well, sort of the same thing with shooting. So these uh, 12 gauge rounds that they're talking about, um, I I did a tiny bit of research <laughs> on this. Like I kind of already knew this, but I wanted to make sure. So a shotgun does not really have very good penetration, especially when talking about shooting through steel. Yeah. And it's described that these 12-gauge rounds will go through two inches of steel. Yeah. So, when they're talking about shotguns, I immediately thought they were going to be using buckshot, which doesn't go through shit. Yeah. Because it's a spread of little BBs. Yeah. They hurt, but they won't penetrate. Slugs might go through two inches. Yeah, if... No. Maybe, I I'm not I'm not a gun expert, honestly, so... Well, from what I saw in, like, forums, when I was quickly looking this up, um, a slug will go through like an inch, maybe, but I don't know about two, because they're not really made for like penetration. Because it's like just a huge chunk of lead that you're just throwing at yeah. it. It needs to be like small, pointy, and going really, really quick for yeah, you actual need, like, distance. Yeah, you need some of that penetration. Mm-hmm. But again, it's why I like I, I'm kind of I, I don't again I'm not a huge expert, but I kind of scoff at like them taking down a moose with two shots. Just because, they, they like, shot oh, I don't, I, huh? I shot it once. Well, both both, both barrels. I mean, that's what I mean. Like two, they they shot it with two guns. Did they? At least that's what I figured. Well, I, I didn't see David shooting anything. If that's the case. Then that's even worse because I don't I don't think you can take. Again, I'm not an expert. If there's somebody who's more of an expert at hunting moose, uh, comment. But like, I don't think that you can take down a moose with one shot. <laughs> uh, double barrel shotgun, and they're using video game logic. Yeah, that's true. Because they couldn't shoot it at five feet away they because it would have been popcorn. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> that's very true. Yeah. But yeah, if they were using slugs, though, it, it would probably kill it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they were using slugs. But it doesn't say. It just says 12-gauge rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which could be anything. Yeah. Also, isn't there is, is there such a thing as a 12-gauge slug? Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm literally. I'm legitimately yeah. not sure. It's it's, it's <laughs> like okay. Shotgun shell. It's got um, the propellant in the bottom. Um, it has a cap on the top, and with the rest of it is just filled with a bunch of BBs. Yeah. A slug is the same thing. Just all the BBs are taken out, and you put and in a just a chunk. a single huge piece. Yeah. So I always thought that was just, uh, again. I'm not a gun expert, um, but I just thought that that was like what we call one gauge. <laughs> Because I thought the gauge was like how many technically BBs there are. You're not wrong, but a slug isn't a BB. It's okay. I, actually I don't know the shape of it, but it's more bullet shaped than just okay. a sphere you're shooting. Fair enough, as far as I know. Yeah. But yes, moving on. Yeah. So, um, uh, oh, the next point that I could comment on earlier. Um, so they're sitting in the woods. The figure appears, and then, then all of a sudden, there's a loud bang. A ringing sound is heard in his ear, preventing him from concentrating. His head spun and and his uh, eyes wandered, searching, blah, blah, blah. So, there's two things I thought of. One, it being possible. Like, one being a possible answer and one being a silly answer. I'll start with my silly answer. Um, <laughs> so, the first thing I thought of, because of, of what I've um, mentioned before, was the loud bang from the wolf firing his laser. <laughs> 
the ringing from it going through his ear. Yeah. Right? And then the impact on him, making his head literally spin around with his eyes wobbling around like googly eyes. Because he killed him. Jack? Yes. Okay. Because he's a wolf with a laser. Apparently. And what's the serious one? Or the non-silly one? It was a non-silly one. And the the wolf was also Butters. Goddamn Butters. Uh, Well, he didn't aim for the dick. Yeah. So, yeah. He still plays. Yeah. Or place, yeah, that's true. But yeah, okay. <laughs> the other one, um, so this is the way I, I figured it went down, is he saw the shape, he shot it without checking to see what it was, and because he's a terrible hunter and has no ear protection at all, or he assumed he did so he wasn't braced for it and he like hurt his ears because yeah. he has a really loud gun, uh, so then he turned around, away from the creature that he just shot, instead of confirming that it's dead and not coming towards him to murder him, Mm-hmm. To orient himself. Yeah. Yep. I, so all bad logic, but I'm assuming that's what happened. Yep. See, and a slight uh, in the middle ground between the serious and silly uh, uh, one explanation is that he saw the figure going, he whipped around, put the gun over his shoulder, and fired. why? <laughs> <laughs> that would explain why he had why he was had to go turn his head and whip his head around to, to see what he shot, and also why he's a ring in his ears because he put it right next to his fucking ear. Yeah. That's possible. <laughs> oh, God. Because, yeah, he'll shoot stuff, he just doesn't want to look at it, because yeah. blood grosses him out, as yeah. you see. Yeah. Yeah. So when he turned around, it's like, ugh. Murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't move past it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Stupid. It, it's not described for... It's a very confusing description of, like, mm-hmm. him shooting this deer. Would you say that this scene is undescribable? <sighs> no, it's just convoluted. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, um, after he shoots the deer, um, I didn't realize he passed out because of the blood. Yeah. Like, does it specifically say that? I mean, he says... Uh, or is it assumed? Uh, because I... Know, I actually have the, the whole freaking thing. Um, but he, yeah, he was looking for something to relax. Like, he was all, he's sweating and, like, really nervous about the whole thing. Fires the gun, then looks around to find something to relax to, but he found, uh, was far from relaxing, a half-dead, bloody deer... Um, and like the whole thing and they there's a scene where it's like um, where the hell is it um, as the creature twist as he saw the creature twisting and jerking he basically passes out so I guess like maybe like he doesn't like the fact that like oh like he didn't kill it fully oh. so it was like twitching like and that was what grossed him out maybe like was the fact that it was so instead of putting it dead, yeah, of, like, he just passed out and the creature was dead like like died of its own accord basically oh. I, Which, I did, I, again, a really shitty hunter. Yes. Because <laughs> he effectively just let it die very of its, painfully. Of its, very painfully of its own inju- of, of its of its injuries. Yeah. Like Jesus. Because I didn't assume he passed out, like because of that, um the way I read it is like he shot it, it's like, yeah, I got him. I'm gonna go take a nap now. Just leave the body there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh hi Dan, how you doing? He just lays down and cuddles cuddles up with him a little bit. Yeah. They spoon For warmth, right? <laughs> this is survival. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. And then my last note is uh, back at the house. Yeah. When he sees the elk man, um, then he disappears, and then his immediate thing to think about is, I'm going to go out there, 
and follows tracks. Yeah. And that's not a problem. And I understand Dave about it. Yes, that's my problem. Where he's you like, just, I, I'm not going to go for any help. You could, I, could, I could counter that he's in a daze of some kind, but that would have to be properly described. I, I, thought, I felt like it, when I read it, I felt like he was kind of just like, he just wandered, like, he just like, like, oh, weird. I'm just like, walked out kind of like in a daze to follow the tracks because... Here's the other thing. He's so intrigued. <laughs> yes. Also, in hindsight, he knows this creature already. He didn't know he knew that creature because we. I mean, again, the story doesn't say that he he knew it from like he didn't remember it or anything like that. Oh, true. That's what I'm trying to think of. Uh, like, but yeah. if he does remember it, it might explain why he didn't get David because he doesn't want David to shoot him. Yeah. Because there's a buddy horror we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. he has to protect his buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that had been the case, then, yeah, this is basically a monster another childish thing story of when the monster um, comes back when the kid is grown up. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And the kid ends up, like, because adults apparently can't comprehend their monster friends, they, he goes he goes insane and goes, gets committed to a, an insane asylum. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so, so on to the... Biolo- biological information and origins. So... This is the quote. Um, Based on Jack Barnett's description, the Elkman has eyes that would shift from normal black pupils into completely white or pitch black. Really? Wish that had been backed up in the narrative, because all you see is him with pale white eyes. In that one instance, yes. But maybe that's proof right there that he already knows him, because at other times he had black then eyes. it should have been added. You don't like assumptions all of a sudden? It's not, it's not that it's assumptions, it's fucking contradictory to what's already present. Uh, that's my biggest issue with the biological... Like, oh, spoilers for my, for my notes on the biological thing. It's kind of really contradictory, I found, of the description between that and what was in the narrative. Um, the next one. The limbs of the creature were described as bony and deer-like. Actually, the narrative states the arms were spider-like and the legs were deer-like. <laughs> I mean, they could be spider-like because of how long they are. Yeah, no, that's but how, that's it, how it they doesn't specifically the narrative. That's how they describe it. But and yeah, like that's it what also, I mean. Like, sorry, uh, let you go. Yeah. It also doesn't specifically say that he has human hands. It just says that he has human-like features. Yeah. Like his, when it's describing his face and and sort of his shape, but for all we know, he does have like, he could have actual hooves, <sighs> or actual what spider limbs with points. Well, he's grabbing onto the oh, uh, and that's the shankies. Yeah, he's grabbing onto the uh, like the onto shanks. Oh, yeah, he impaled them. That's okay. Wow, that's creepy. Like he impaled shank, uh, like and that's how why like some of the holes are from. It's from wait, wasn't holding, he holding? Yeah, them? <laughs> that's what I mean. He was holding them with his impaler. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I guess he does have spikes for arms. Yep. Which would explain why they're spider-like. Yeah. Um, so yes, that description is wrong then. Yeah. <laughs> in this part. Uh, and then we'll move on to the partially wrong. Uh, the reported sightings and photos. So uh, the first thing is like um, it, it's basically uh, an Ill- like there's so there's this image uh, stick figures of the of little Jack and the the angel antlered man, um, and then underneath is a little blurb. Uh, an illustration of the angel found by Jack's sister two years after his imprisonment. Um, so, Jack has been visited by the creature before. That actually ties up the reason why it didn't kill him there at the farm. Um, I had that kind of floating in my head as a plot issue when like that arose near the end like yeah. the story. But at least as far as speculation goes, this is a good way to fix that. 
mm-hmm. um, was that he knew him and like possibly had plans for him in some degree, or as Jack rambled on in court, it was simply saving him for last. Jack was probably a funny guy in his youth. And the Elkman secretly, Arnold. <laughs> You're a funny man, Jack, so I'll kill you last. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um... Sorry, I have to get that commando. No, that, that's totally fine. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, as for the image used, um, could have gone with a more traditional medium than a photoshopped stickman drawing. This was clear. This Would is you clear- use photoshopped? It's more MS painted. Well, I'm going to get to that. This is not. This is clearly not a kid's drawing from 1972, based on how old he was. He would have been. When he drew this, since he was six, when he drew this this image, and he was committed in '92. Mm-hmm. Well, under reported sightings and photos, it says December twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two, and then it shows that image. Is that when he was I think six? That, no, I think that's when he. Is this, no, no, does this no, no, take no, no, place no. in the future? No, no. I know. I think no. that's when he was. Um, that's when his his sister found that in the attic in '94. So sorry, he would have been. Um, it would have been '74. Uh, I guess '74. Uh, at the time or something. It's found two years after his imprisonment. Yeah, in in the attic. Like, um, at least I think it said that in the attic? I might... I don't think it says yeah, that. Okay. Well, he found it, but I mean, again, yeah. it's it's Jack at age six, so like... 1972. Yeah. yeah, so he wouldn't have drawn that, like, at that point. Uh, so, like, I, I just think, figure it would have been better if, like, the person who, who put this on, on the on the uh, creepypasta site had made it, had, like, just taken a piece of paper and some crayon and drawn that, and then took in a picture of that. Like, that would have made yeah. more sense to me than an MS Paint or Photoshop yeah. drawing like that. Because it just makes no... It just it makes Jack really, a time pull, traveler. It pulls, out the immer- mm-hmm. it pulls me out of the immersion for this even mm-hmm. further. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, it's a really complicated picture, so... Yeah, I know. I, I, you kind of yeah. need digital medium to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's my, that's my notes, like, overall for the story, like, with the biological... Uh, information and the reported sightings. Do you guys have anything else, or can we go into final thoughts? Uh, I think we can go into final thoughts. Okay. So, I like the core of the story, and even what it seems to be trying, uh, like a person's account to the authorities regarding the Elkman, and when not contradicting itself, the Elkman is described well and in a cool, creepy way to me. Um, but it's those recurring, contradictory set of lines and accidental fake-outs that this story starts to really fall apart for me. Um, also, I'm intrigued, as, or at least just wondering, left wondering, who or what organization may or may be behind this document, um, but there's nothing to show of the, that enigmatic person or group in the narrative. Like, who, like who's like jotting down this, this personal, like, this biological information, and it, it felt like it was like part of some kind of, like, catalog to, like, a, a creature or something like that? It does say end of information based on police files. Yeah, but, I mean, like, mm-hmm. the... But then, the, like, the bio, with the biological um, information and origin, like, I don't think the cops would uh, would would have, like, that kind of information on, like, a creature that is clearly in the, what they think is just in this guy's head, right? Yeah, um, And even, like, the reported sightings and photo with that shows, like, the photo of the... that the guy... that he drew as a kid. Um... It just, like, I feel like there's, like, there might be something hidden that the, the writer, like, had planned, or maybe in their head, like, they, they had this, like, set up, but, like, they never, uh, like, added anything into the story to 
show that there's some kind of like monster hunting group or whatever, like cataloging this. And then my note says, I, the others, about the SMTF connection for an in-joke sake. <laughs> um, but yeah, like for real. He knows this quite well. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, because like I feel like the SMTF or like an SCP kind of organization, um, like I kind of get the, the feeling that this is a docket from one of those kind of groups. Yeah. But we don't have any like outward information to kind of like set that up because there's nothing mentioned about them. It's like the Illuminati or something like that. They're like not there. There's no evidence of them, but like this is just out there. It's like, well, who put this out there? Who's who's setting this up like a like a cataloging for this monster and its sightings and stuff, or its encounters? I mean, who's um, setting it up for the first couple of sentences? Yeah. Oh, well, in the first and couple of sentences, and then these like the next again, few like, sections, like the narrative, uh, biological information and origins, the reported sightings and photos. Like it's all set up like a document, but it slips out of that document narrative mm-hmm. into another narrative type. Mm-hmm. And we have no inkling as to who's behind this document, um, mm-hmm. aside from an author. Uh, it just felt like there should have been some, there was something more going on, but we don't get anything from that. Like it's left for like not even assume, just like leap into the void <laughs> um, to try and, to try and like find like create your own like narrative behind it. Essentially, um, it's just the narrator telling us that yeah. this is a thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of like this is good. this would be like if for uh, for RPG use or something like that, this would be a good like um, like an inter- like a uh, not, not, maybe not good but this would be a document you'd use as like for the seed of a scenario of like Delta Green or um, uh, like some kind of some kind of organ- like monster hunting organization like oh here's the document that we have on the Elk Man like this is all the information we have of it kind of thing but. Um, as far as the story goes in its present form, um, I couldn't really recommend the story. Um, I might be able to partially for the creature's description and potential because it is, I like the monster and I like the idea, the core concept of the story, but the story's execution is kind of, kind of falls flat for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's my final thought and recommendation. So Mikey, the East Ends for Evil. So... uh... I feel that there was a missed opportunity to have a glowing red nose. <laughs> have it be Rudolph. Yeah. Well, it takes place December twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two, in Washington. Washington State, right? Oh no, DC. Mm. But I mean, yeah. Uh, it's still. Sorry, I, I completely <laughs> that went over my head. It's like. So it's in the middle of winter. Yeah. And he just sleeps on the moist... It's raining! Exactly! <laughs> okay, hang on. Wait, does it happen in December? Or is that just when the court thing happens? Pretty sure it's the account of... The court trials took place on the 14th of February. The incident took place the 24th of December. So Christmas! <laughs> it is... There is no rain. I totally gapped on Everything is covered in snow. And there would not be a rain lightning storm. In, like, I could maybe buy it if it was in Oregon like or in Washington State. But it says it's from Washington, D.C., which is on the... I, I think Washington, D.C. They're more northern than we are. Yeah, they're... No, no. Uh, like the, the, the West Coast generally has more rain than snow. Even um, during the winter? Yeah. Like, yeah, like California, like and Oregon and stuff like that. Well, California is more no, southern, no, no, but even Oregon, like they get more rain. It's like uh, actually, believe it or not, BC, like British Columbia and stuff like that. They generally don't get a whole lot of snow during the during the winter. Okay, but but still, no, no, like even to contradict that, like 
It does say Washington, D.C., and I don't think that's Washington State. <laughs> if it was mm-hmm. Washington State, I could maybe buy it. Mm-hmm. But Washington, D.C. is totally on the other side, on the New England side. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely um, uh, snow territory. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where snow crawl, like, inhabits. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's where, that's, like, we, get, we definitely get snow, like, in those regions, in that region. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of like, I get maybe it was a green cri- winter then or something? It was a green Christmas? Possible. But, We've like, had green Christmases here. We have, yeah. So, but, like, that's a really, like, yeah, I totally, like, I totally gabbed out that it was, like, December 24th. Also, this guy's working on Christmas Eve? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> So it's a Christmas buddy horror. Damn it, I miss. I, we should, uh, should have put this on. That's two times now of Beast of May. I forgot. To, uh, I, I've, had, I've had opportunity to put something in another month because of its time uh, yeah. setting. Damn it. And that's why the old man's coming by. He works for Santa. Yeah. And he's just stopping by to see what Jack's kids want for, uh, for Christmas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Rudolph, man. Like, he's just basically a Rudolph furry. <laughs> Jesus, I think he looked. He, I didn't well, envision just, him as a furry. Well, I mean, like, I mean, furries have different things. Like, they're like different, like degrees of furry. Like, mm-hmm. some of them are just people with animal uh, like aspects and stuff. But anyway, yeah, no, like, just like basically red-nosed elk man, <laughs> Rudolph the red-nosed elk man. <laughs> I imagined him smart, uh, partially because I'm a Tenno, um, as uh, Oberon from Warframe, who is essentially a deer man. Just like yeah, completely fucked up with Oberon, the, in the mythology is basically an, uh, a deer man because yes. he's a man. He's a um, a king with, or like the the king of the fairies with yes. a with horn with antler horns and mm-hmm. stuff. So I imagined it's that just like completely fucked up and twisted. Yes, clearly. Yes. Also, that is also creepier because it's a warframe. It's a warframe with a mouth and teeth. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have those. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't even have eyes. Spoilers. <laughs> God. If there's any Tenno who haven't done those uh, quests yet, please leave your hate <laughs> mail for the cultist. It's <laughs> not a spoiler. It's that you, you never see them with eyes in the, in the game. Like, they're models and stuff. Some of them do. They're just a blank face. Some they? of them do. Oh, really? Okay. Some of them have, like, lights there. Okay, lights. That are eye-like. Yeah. See, yeah, they're just pale lights. <laughs> He's just seeing. That's why I was staring into his soul. <laughs> But uh, anyway, sorry, you're... you're <laughs> I like that we're introducing this into the Warframe lore. Yeah, so the, there's a lot of plot holes that yeah. we've sort of pointed out. We poke into this, like, ten times. So they can't be distinguished as, as wolf bite marks or uh, shotgun blasts. Yeah. Just like... Yeah. From the size of this thing, if he is doing the rapid fire stabby stab, the hole's got to be like this big. He's nine feet tall. Yeah, and I, I don't know a shotgun that can shoot holes that big. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I do like the twist that we came up with that David Shank is the Elk Man. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a really cool idea for this. Is that like that's basically why he invited him back. Like Jack, he he brought Jack over as like uh, like as like. For this whole like cover thing, and then he like reveals like I'm, I'm actually your your best friend that I, you you knew from way back when, and some of that. And it's like, oh, I was wondering why your house looked relatively abandoned. <laughs> yeah. And David Shank could just be like a body that he's in. I was, like, I was actually going to say, it's a, or the Elk Man took David Shank's uh, like basically like uh, body snatched him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a revelation. Yeah. yeah. 
Wrong show. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and it's fine. We can have revelations on the, show, on the main show. Yeah. But, yeah. Without that revelation, it's just not that great a story. Yeah, it, it's got potential, but the, the story as a whole just falls kind of flat because mm-hmm. of all the contradictories and the indescribable, non-indescribable plot holes. I'm so mm-hmm. confused about everything now. Because I don't even know if it's all snow on the ground anymore. <laughs> right? I don't know what's real anymore! It could be raining, it could be snowing, it could be uh, grass it's, on the ground, it could be, there could be all snow. snow. Yeah, like, he goes into a... Okay, generally when you there's go to a, a forest, forest there there's could a be corn... trees everywhere, they could be completely open, there's a cornfield. Yeah, 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 in the winter, cornfields usually are bare. Like, they're not, mm-hmm. like, there's no stalks. Yeah. So that would mean, assume that there's no snow on the ground. Yeah, like... But it's December. I'm so fucking confused! <laughs> it's undescribable! <laughs> 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 yeah, that's pretty, no, the, the real indescribable thing in this entire story is the climate and weather. Yeah. <laughs> because it keeps shifting and changing. <laughs> and the characters just aren't, like, processing it. They're yeah. not referencing it at all. Yeah, so, yeah mm-hmm. this is normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, wouldn't recommend? Or? No. No. There's just too many holes in this corpse. Yeah. It's like ten of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, I will, I'll kind of go middle of the road because I really like the creature. Yeah. Like, when I first, uh, when I was reading through it, everything was kind of, eh, and I was constantly stopping to take notes because I was constantly finding things to either make silly or, uh, grammatically fix or question, and then when it gets to the description of the monster, it's like, okay, this is actually flowing nicely. I feel like a lot of times in creepypastas, like, some of the stories might start, like, the seed of the story could be the reveal of the monster, and then they build everything else around that. So, like, the part that's put together the best is that reveal. Yeah. Which I guess should, it it should be put together good, yeah, but so should the rest of it. Yeah, this, like, it, it, like, it, like I said at the beginning of this, is it's a balancing act, right? Like, mm-hmm. everything, it's always a balancing act, like... Between the the setting of the story and the creature reveal of the story, if you're going with that kind of uh, creep pasta, or like again, like the past tense, present tense, or the document style versus another type of narrative, mm-hmm. like it's it's always a balancing act trying to figure like how to how to properly do it. Yeah, and like this story just kind of screamed to me as like this needs a couple rounds of editing, like not just mm-hmm. one or two, maybe a few, like to get it to get it right to figure out what you're what the what they were going for and again that, mm-hmm. we don't know what they were going for 100% yeah. but it just it comes off kind of convoluted it would be there'd be less descriptors but it would in a way it would be more unsettling if it was written down entirely like a police report yeah where it's like this is all factual information this has actually happened um, I had this information because reasons so here you go yeah I just thought I would let this out to the end of the world to know that we're not alone <laughs> Like look, look up on. I mean, it can't be that hard to look up online to see like how how police procedural like documents are like written and some of that like to to get to get that kind of format. Without so, googling, I wouldn't know. But yeah. Oh well, yeah, I mean well, that's what I mean. Like it, it can't be that hard though. Like now in our in our age of the internet. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I do feel like that would definitely be a strong suit for this, especially the way everything else is kind of tried to set up for that, and then it just at the end, like through the story, it just kind of slips out of that. Yeah. Because he can't make up his mind. Yeah. But overall, I love the creature. Um, like I said, I the original description of him was really good. I had a very clear view of him. And then after I had that clear view, I immediately thought of Oberon, completely t- taken over by the infestation in Warframe. So that's cool as well. Um, 
So the creature I really like, it's just the story isn't doesn't do him justice. Yeah. This is the second time that's actually happened recently, where like I like the creature, but the Every, story the itself story doesn't do him justice. So uh, I'll give it a maybe. Okay. Because so, it has good and bad aspects to it. Okay. But it's not that long, so it won't take up a lot of your time, so you can still enjoy it. Wow. So no, maybe, and then no, kinda, yes. but, but <laughs> no, but kind of maybe. Like because of the again, like I'm, I'm the most positive I'm, one here. I'm actually well because I'm I, I'm on I'm actually in between both of you guys in this case mm-hmm. because like I, I, you're I, over there. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't recommend the story as it is, mm-hmm. but it had a lot of potential. And I like the creature's description and stuff of that, but everything mm-hmm. else around it falls apart. Yeah. Um, and again, I even like the idea of like the document style, but it it didn't fall through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's our. That's our week's episode, then. So, if you like what you heard, and if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. Uh, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. I am at Review Cultist. Uh, so, leave us a message there if you have any questions or cons- comments. I was going to say concerns. <laughs> uh, if you have concerns, if you have concerns too. Like, if you don't think we're doing something cool, or if you like, if you if you have some issue with our show, like, let us know. Like, I want we. It's how we improve. Um, you can also uh, leave us uh, a rating or review at iTunes. Uh, Haley, if you give us a five-star review on iTunes, that would be awesome of you. <laughs> but also review us, because I'd like to know how we're doing as well. <laughs> um, and uh, you can also uh, send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also leave a suggestion for other creep bosses you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, you can also check out the title cards for each episode at crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on our YouTube channel, Aldente Rigamortis, where you can check out the videos of each episode. And uh, if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigamortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have behind-the-scenes content, special episodes, extra or early access, depends on the tier, um, such as... Oh, uh, Aldente Revelations, where... Uh, Mikey and me go back to the um, the videos of the past from ADR and um, listen to what you guys have to say and generally riff on it and um, specifically target the uh, the artist's art. Yeah. To see if there's any problems and missed opportunities there. Yeah. And um, then at the $5 tier is um, El Dente Reloaded where me and Mikey go back previously to listening to your episodes and um, read the creepypasta itself without your guys' um, opinions to hinder or change our own opinions to see how uh, our thoughts differ. Yeah, and you guys will you guys you guys read and record those uh, the reload those episodes first, yes. first, and then you go and watch listen to our our episodes. We reload and then revelate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can check those out. Um, and to our backers that are already supporting us, thank you immensely. You're helping keep the hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. So until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Aldenti Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>